0: Scripture and prayer, how supplementary are these to one another? How can incorporating God's Word into my prayer life strengthen my daily devotions? Do we have examples of this in the Bible or in church history? Christ will seek to answer these questions and more on today's episode of Ministers Minute, an installment of the Everyday Ministry podcast for ministers with shorter attention spans.
1: Welcome to another installment of the Ministers Minute, an extension of the Everyday Ministry Podcast that we release on the alternate Mondays of the month. So we release it on the second and fourth. And when there's five Mondays of the month, we will release one that Monday as well. Which coincidentally there is in July. So you get the joy of hearing three of these this month. But on this specific episode, we have Chris Norsworthy, (laughs) the associate pastor at Reformation Church in the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. And on this episode, he will be answering the question of how we can use scripture in prayer. But before we get into that specific question, I think it's important that we ask the question, why should we use God's
2: word in prayer? One of the reasons that I wanted to do this topic is because we are doing a 30-day journaling challenge. And whenever this airs, we'll be about uh, a week into it. But if you're a week behind us, that's okay. If you want to challenge yourself to do what we're doing, uh, go ahead and start. So one of the things we're doing in that is in our journaling, we are writing uh, prayer, writing a passage of scripture, and we're we're journaling our thoughts and stuff. So as we talk about why, what we think about why would we use scripture in prayer, You think about 2 Timothy 3.16 that says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And, you know, Psalm 19, I'm reading my T-shirt right now upside down. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So obviously, Old New Testament is all about the word of God, how important it is how needful we are of it, and how uh, it leads us in the way we are to go. So it leads us through everyday life, and part of our life is prayer. In our outline, I jokingly put, God's words are the best words, duh. (laughs) So why wouldn't we want to use God's words in our prayer when we're praying to God? And it's part of this communication, this back and forth. He's given us his word, and we can use his word to guide us in what we pray. In short, that's kind of why.
1: So, we understand why, which is as you put on this outline. And um, I have my mic muted fairly in between questions, just so the listeners know, because I did <laughs> chuckle or laugh when you uh, quoted yourself there. But I don't know, I agree. It says God's words are the best words. Yeah. Fantastic. A little statement there on why we would use scripture while we're praying. But That doesn't answer the question of how. So how do we intentionally accomplish this as we pray to our Heavenly Father?
2: Well, I'll give a couple examples. The the first two are just probably the most normal way or typical way that we could do that. So this past weekend, a, a hurricane or tropical storm came through the area and it was supposed to be super devastating and all that kind of stuff, and, and thankfully it was not, and we were praying. and But after it passed, I, I sat down with my family on Sunday morning because we had canceled church for that morning. So I sat down with my family, and, and I read with them Matthew eight twenty three and on from uh, Jesus calming the storm. And then also a portion of Psalm twenty-three. So one way I would say is that we kind of pray according to the text. I'm not really sure a better way of saying that. So Jesus call, in the story of Jesus calming the storm, it's a narrative. So we're looking at it, we're reading it, and as you're reading through scripture, you then see things about it. Whenever I talk to my, my kids or you know, or my wife, whenever we're having family worship, I look at the text and say, Well, what does what does this teach you about God? What does this teach you about yourself? How does this? How can this affect the way you pray or how can this change the way you pray or lead you to pray? So one of the ways that, you know, in this text, as we see, it's a narrative. So you're not necessarily going to pray the words of the text necessarily, but you can see in it who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, um, that the the men who were there with him marveled at him. So we could pray things like, Thank you, God, that you are able to control the storm, that you are able to protect us from potential bad weather and these devastating things that could happen to us. Uh, we do marvel that um, that you have this power. We do marvel that you came in the flesh as Jesus that Jesus came on earth for us and that he has power over creation and he was part of creation and we we honor you and we glorify you in that and we can use that to push us towards teaching us about God and we can pray to him in that way and we can pray in these situations such as we were in with a storm and and have trust in him according to what scripture says now also we we turn to psalm 23 and we read Essentially, we used, we prayed through the text or we, we prayed the words of the text or the main ideas of the text. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you or with me. So we, we can go through the text verse by verse and say, Lord, I'm thankful for you that you are my shepherd. I'm thankful for you that you give me everything I need that I don't have. You know, I shall not want that, that you give me everything that I have. Um, you make me lie down in green pastures and lead me beside still waters. even though outside maybe storming and there's lightning and there's flash floods and all these kind of things that you are leading me in peace, that you are leading me in this stillness and that you lead me in righteousness for your name's sake. Um, that you restore my soul, and even though I walk through the valley of the sh- shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So we can say that we can say the words of Scripture, and that is our prayer. That is our prayer of thankfulness. But then we can also pray that, help me to fear no evil. Help me to know that you are with me, um, and I thank you that that you comfort me whenever I read your word. It comforts me. I know that the storms raging outside, um, or maybe the storms of life. Maybe not literally a storm. (laughs) I was reading to my kids, so I use something very on the nose. But, you know, maybe it's a storm uh, at the office or it's a storm at church or it's a storm in your family. And you can pray through these things using the words of Scripture because it's the words that God has given us to, to know about him, to know who he is, to know what he does, to know how he interacts with us and takes care of us. And we can pray those words and then it leads us into deeper prayer whenever we put those in our life specifically as it's happening to us at the time. And then another way that's perhaps less common uh, for some of us, there is books such as like the Book of Common Prayer um, that Royce uses a lot uh, and that I've, I've kind of been using since we started this journaling process. It's putting me in a lot of scripture and it has a lot of prayers that are you know, the Lord's Prayer, or certain sections of, or different psalms throughout scripture that it uses, and those are prayers that it then uses, it prompts you to pray the exact words of scripture. So even in a book like the Book of Common Prayer, where it does have certain um, prayers that are written by men outside of the text, it also integrates scripture and psalms and things like that throughout to kind of lead you to pray to pray the words of the Bible itself.
1: Well, before we come to an end of this episode of The Minister's Minute, another plug to give other than, you know, the Book of Common Prayer as well as Valley of Vision. You know, there's several different good ones out there. But Crossway has recently released one called Prayer Bible. Mm-hmm. A friend on social media named Aaron Day recently put up a, a review of that for me on his oh, yeah. uh, on Instagram stories. And he's got me so jealous and uh, kind of wishing i had one of those so i would recommend <laughs> those because it looks fantastic and if you just buy yourself a copy as a listener and you want to mail one my way you know i, I wouldn't be offended <laughs> but also before we jump into the conclusion we want to take a, a short break to hear from the august guns which is the band that allows us to use their music for the podcast up with no you are clear to line.
0: Hi, I'm Micah. What's up, this is Lois. Hey I'm Kirk. And I play bass. <laughs> we are the August Gun, we're a rock band from Des Moines, Iowa, and you'll hear our music featured on the Everyday Ministry Podcast. Who will save, save our soul? You can check out our first two EPs and our upcoming record Born Into Noise on Spotify, iTunes, and the other major streaming platforms. Born,
1: born,
0: we through God's grace have encountered Jesus Christ in his love and we desire to reflect that love to people through what we do every day. So check
1: Well, welcome back to this episode of Ministers' Minute, where we are discussing how to use Scripture as we pray. And Chris explained everything so well to us already, but if you would just take a uh, next minute, minute and a half to sum up everything in a few sentences for us.
2: Yeah, I think the main thing here is is knowing the why and the how. Why is God's Word the most important thing that we have uh, in, in so many ways, and it leads us in every area of life. And it ought to lead us in life, not only in terms of telling us that we ought to pray or seeing examples of, you know, Jesus praying or or others throughout scripture praying, but we can use the word of God to pray. And then the how, some of that, it's going to be different in different situations because there's, you know, there's narrative text or it's telling a story or perhaps an epistle. So it's a letter from an apostle to the church or to a church or, you know, um, it's the Psalms and that's Psalms are going to be the easiest to pray a verbatim, but it's really just kind of intentionally in and, you know, uh, as a spiritual discipline going through it and allowing it as the scripture speaks to you to then use those words to pray, but then also taking the scripture and maybe going to a Psalm and purposefully looking at it in order to then pray and, and just being intentional about that and, and knowing and trusting that God's Word is the best word. And if we're going to be speaking and using words that we can rely on that and rely on him to guide us through it. Well,
1: once again, we thank you, Chris. And since we are discussing the idea of using scripture in prayer, would you like to end this podcast off by... Praying for the ministries out there represented with all of the listeners while using scripture.
2: Yeah, I'm going to pray according to Matthew 28:18 through 20. Jesus, what uh, we we'll call this Great Commission, but um, Jesus said to them that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And um, heavenly Father, we want to thank you that you you did send us Jesus, that you sent us for, or sent Him for our redemption and to save us, um, and that all authority is His. Um, and we pray that, or I pray for us and the ministers listening, and uh, that they will go and make disciples, that they will have a heart for the people near them and the heart for the people of the nations. Um, and that they will baptize um, and that they will teach the people to observe what you have commanded. That we won't just go out for the sake of evangelism uh, to, and for the sake of trying to get people to say a prayer or just get another notch on our belt. But we will disciple people, Lord, as you discipled those who you were with when you were here. And I thank you that you've sent your spirit for us and that you are with us always, and that we can trust that you are working through us and in us, and we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to be scared, we don't have to worry about doing this under our own power, but we know that you are with us, and you have given us this mission, and because it comes from you, that it will be successful, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen.
0: We'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode of Ministers Minute, our on-the-go podcast released every second and fourth Monday of the month in which we seek to answer a specific question related to everyday ministry. Additionally, be sure to catch our full-length episodes that release every first and third Monday of the month, in which our co-hosts come together to discuss beneficial topics on doctrines and practices for the everyday minister. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast through the podcast catcher of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we pray peace and grace to you through our Lord Jesus Christ and happy ministering